0: Welcome to LHA Church. You're about to hear another inspirational message from Pastor Jeremy Snodgrass, youth pastor here at Lighthouse Assembly. It's our prayer that this message is an encouragement and blessing to your life. Amen, amen. Praise God, praise God. I'm excited to be here today. I'm excited to be here today, amen, amen. Wow, Jesus is good all the time. He is good, amen, amen. This morning, uh, I want to share with you, uh, we've been on the, the series and we've been talking about life and these next couple of weeks, uh, I want to talk about um, life givers, just on the subject of life givers. And uh, we're going to be in Hebrews chapter 10, verse 19 through 25. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you so much for the opportunity to share your word. I pray your anointing will be upon me, Lord God, that, Father, you will bring life to us today, Lord God, through your Holy Spirit. And, uh, God, we love you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord God. And we just ask, Lord God, that you speak to us today. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. All right. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 19 through 25 says, therefore, brothers and sisters, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way open for us through the curtain, that is his body. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near to God with sincere heart and full assurance that faith Brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water, let us hold swervingly to the hope we profess, for he who is promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward the love toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another, and all the more as the day, as. Sorry, and all the more as you see the day approaching. And what a powerful scripture this is. And in this scripture, you see life, you see encouragement, you see really keys. To, what, to life and life as a Christian and keys to that God gives us through the word of God to teach us how to have that life and how to, to go forward and how to move forward in confidence and in full assurance that comes through being a Christian. And today the first life giver that I want to talk about is this, is this simply that the blood of Jesus is a life giver. The blood of Jesus is a life giver. How many can testify that the blood of Jesus is a life giver? How many can testify that your life was changed because of the blood of Jesus? Amen, amen. And this scripture is, is talking about how that since we need to have confidence because of the blood of Jesus, that when we go uh, here and we go there we're living in life, we need to have the confidence. And that confidence comes knowing that the blood of Jesus has forgiven us of our sins and the blood of Jesus has enabled us to come into relationship with the heavenly father. The blood of Jesus has given us that confidence, that confidence in the blood of Jesus and our relationship with him. And the word is teaching here in this passage of scripture and, and is telling us in verse 22. Let me read that again. It says, And let, let us hold on swervingly to the hope we profess, for he who is promised is faithful. Now, that hope that we profess is that the blood of Jesus has given us full confidence, full confidence to go into the presence of God, that he has given us through faith the assurance, the full assurance that we need, that we need to go into the presence of God. You know, this uh, last uh, five, six weeks have been speaking to the youth and and I've been talking and we've been focusing on the scripture. The Lord has just had me at the scripture in this place. And, and uh, knowing that pastor was going to be on vacation, I, uh, I wanted to speak this to you guys. And I wanted to, these next couple weeks, to uh, preach this message about life givers that come into our heart. But when we have confidence, when we have confidence, confidence makes all the difference. All the difference. How many How many know that confidence makes all the difference? And I'm going to go home today. I'm going to go home today. And I'm going to go in to my house. And I'm going to open the door. And I'm going to walk in and not even think twice about it. I'm going to walk in to my house. And I'm not worried that anybody's going to shoot me. Because I'm not there. I'm not worried, I'm not worried, I'm not worried uh, about any, that the police are going to come and take me because I walked into my house. Why? Because I know that's where I belong. That's where I am at. Well, the blood of Jesus is meant to give us that same life when it comes to the Heavenly Father. That same attitude when it comes to the Heavenly Father that, listen, by faith and full assurance, listen, we have access to the blood of Jesus. And that is a life giver. But unfortunately, to be honest with you, a lot of Christians do not live with that mindset and that confidence and that full assurance that they have full access to the Father. Because the enemy will lie to them and tell them they're different than everybody else. Are they done this, 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 and this guilty conscience, you name it, whatever it may be, the enemy will try to steal that confidence from them because they don't, the enemy doesn't want them to know what they have. That is a life. Knowing that we have confidence that we can draw near with a sincere heart, with full assurance, that faith in the blood of Jesus that the blood of Jesus has enabled me to have that relationship with the Father. The blood of Jesus is my life giver. The blood of Jesus is what helps me to say no to sin and to have a life and not be bound by sin. The blood of Jesus is what helps me to live holy and righteous before the Lord. Lord, It's the blood of Jesus. And when the blood of Jesus comes into my life through through confessing to him and the Holy Spirit is deposited in my life, it brings life. And let me, let me uh, go up and it talks about since, um, since we have confidence to enter the most holy place by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way opened for us through the curtain. And that's making reference to what happened when Jesus died, when the curtain was torn in the temple from the top to the bottom, and was get, and it was a symbol that we know now have full access to the heavenly father, but it's a new and living way. It's a new and living way. I was talking on Wednesday with the young people and it was just challenging them about, uh, to, to start asking themselves, is, is there really new life? Is there really new life? Because if you ask Jesus Christ into your life two days ago, six months ago, two years ago, but you've not seen any change or no, nothing new, nothing different, then you might want to start thinking about your train of thought about who Jesus Christ is. Because he came to give us a life, a new life, a new way. No longer bound to sin, but we have a new way. In Jesus Christ, the blood of Jesus is a life giver, and I, every day, every day I wake up and I'm I'm just God. Thank you, thank you that your mercies are new every morning. Thank you that I have access to you, and we've got to get past. We've got to get past the the guilt, the feelings of worthlessness, the failures. How many, how many have a dog? Anybody have a dog? All right. Now, my youngest dog, she's like a year. She, she's got that attitude. She doesn't really care if she gets in the trash. Um, and she's not sorry. She's not sorry at all. There, there's no repentance in her heart. I'm really worried about her salvation. And uh, there's no repentance at all. Now, I have an older daughter that's 11 years old. She's the old grandma boss. And very rarely does she. But, uh, But when she does, and I come home, and like Sadie, it's like she keeps it right there. Every once in a while, when Molly falls into sin, she goes all, she's just all in. She is all in. And I know Molly has gotten the trash because there's trash through the entire downstairs of the house. <laughs> and apparently, she likes taking it to different places in the house and eating the trash there, chewing up the paper and all that kind of stuff. So with, Mo- with Sadie, it's just a little cleanup. With Molly, it's the entire house cleanup. But here's the thing. Like I said, Sadie, she doesn't give it second thought. Molly, if I walk in the house and she's not there to greet me, I know. She is most of the time hiding under the kitchen table. <laughs> and you walk in there, and you walk in there, and she's like, and she won't, she won't make eye contact. <laughs> she won't come. I, I mean, I'll even call her. Won't do it. Why? Because she knows she did something wrong. And though I'm her master, I still love her, she doesn't want to come to me. She doesn't have that confidence anymore, and I haven't spanked her for years. (laughs) But she doesn't have that confidence anymore. But you know what? How many times in in our lives are we that way with the Heavenly Father? Man, I know I said I was sorry, but. (sighs) Wow. And we lose that confidence. But listen, the blood of Jesus is a life giver. And it's really a life giver in the times when we fail. Don't shy away because of past failures from the life that the blood of Jesus gives. Listen. Listen. Do not become your own judge and jury come on do not become your own judge and jury because honestly if we become our own judge and jury we're saying well if somebody did this to me I wouldn't forgive them I wouldn't do this we have to have confidence in a blood that was shed for us in a mercy and a grace that comes along with it, that no matter what our failures are, we have full confidence to come and have access um, to to the Heavenly Father as children of God. The blood of Jesus brings that life. The enemy wants to try to keep you, keep you from having that access to the Father. He, he He wants you to think that you're not worthy, that you're this, you're that. But the blood of Jesus takes care of all of that. The blood of Jesus takes care of all of that. He is our life giver. The blood of Jesus is what moves us to the Father, that gives us all rights. We have confidence that through Jesus that we always have an advocate with the Father. And his mercy and grace is bigger than any of our mistakes. I am so thankful. I am so thankful that that is true. Because I make mistakes, and I know that you guys are like, what? And I didn't want to, you know, I know you guys thought I was perfect and everything, but um, um, <laughs> I'm not. I'm just telling you, I, I make mistakes. And, you know, last night I was like, uh, went with the kids somewhere, and uh, Jake, um, next week he's getting ready to go and uh, take his test to get his license. He's been driving for a while, he's a good driver. And I uh, pulled into the parking lot, we... We pulled a little ways away, and uh, with the truck and everything, I don't know if anybody has trucks. I always like parking away from everybody because the trucks are bigger and stuff, and so I just parked away. So he parked, in part of the parking lot, there was nobody there. Uh, there was nobody there. Well, he pulled in, and when I got out, I was like, well, Jake, I said, your, your tires are on the line. He's like, oh, there's nobody, nobody there and all that kind of stuff. And uh, so anyway, a little while later, we come back out and just got a blessing as I came out there and... Uh, on the passenger door, somebody keyed it. And I'm just like, uh, thank you, Jesus. But sometimes things happen that test you. <laughs> and sometimes anger can rise up. And, and sometimes, you know, and, and did I have thoughts of, of, yes, I wish I knew who they were. <laughs> You know, I know Paul was there too, and I'm not sure if he did it or not, but uh, I'm not accusing, I'm not accusing him. Uh, but uh, but anyway, and you know, and it's just like, oh my goodness, and sometimes we're tested. And then sometimes when things happen, and sometimes we mess up, sometimes we lose our temper. And, but the blood of Jesus is there. He is there over and over and over again. And the blood of Jesus is what enables us to, receive forgiveness, and, and allow the Holy Spirit to work on us to where we get better and better and better about accomplishing, about not losing our temper. And as the Jesus works in our life, then we can begin to say no to that anger. We can begin to say no to that sin through the blood of Jesus. The blood of Jesus enables us to walk a walk that is pure and holy before the Lord. How many are thankful for the blood of Jesus? It is a life giver. Second thing I want to talk about today is this. We are meant to be life givers, to spur each other on toward the work of the Lord. We are meant to be life givers. We are meant to be life givers. Now, how many how, uh, how many's ever met... Uh, somebody that after you talk with them, you felt like you've lost 10 years of your life. Come on. Yeah, 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 yeah. you try to avoid that because every time you feel like you've lost 10 years of your life after talking to them, what's that? Um, oh my goodness, I just forgot. It's Winnie the Pooh, it's the Eeyore, yes, it's Eeyore. <laughs> you know, one minute with Eeyore, that's 10 years off your life. Just like that. But let me let me say this: how many's ever met somebody? That or, or know somebody that just a little bit of time with them and talk with them, you feel like you got a, an extra step. You feel like you've got life. You feel hope. You feel that, man, I can make it. I can do this. I, I can do this. I feel encouraged. Listen, that's what we are called to be. We are called to be those life givers. It says in Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 9 and 10, it says, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity the one who falls and has no one to help them up. Listen, as Christians, we should do the work of the Lord together, but I want to tell you, there has been a huge culture change in America from the time that I grew up. You know, I'm 22 years old, but I'm... I'm sorry, I was off by 21 years. Um, but listen, I'm 43 years old. And when I grew up, and, and this might happen here and there, and but when I grew up, every block, every block in the community, sometime in the summer, I had a block party. Everybody got together. I knew, and my parents knew, every person that lived in our block. They knew, we knew them by name. Who they were, how many kids they had, you name it. We knew, we knew who it was that if the ball went in their yard, don't go get it. <laughs> how many ever had one of those people in your neighborhood? <laughs> did you come on now? Come on. And we <laughs> knew exactly who it was. We, we even, even though it wasn't a Christian necessarily a Christian community, they did life together. The neighbors, they did life together. But I, I, I'd be willing to say that a lot of you in here don't even know who your neighbors are some of you have lived there for years and don't know who your neighbors are am i telling the truth listen not not very many people let their kids go anywhere anymore they don't feel safe they don't feel and so what's happened is there's been a culture uh, a shift in america that people have isolated themselves and they've isolated themselves from everybody. And um, only let a few people, whether it's family, and sometimes not family, and whether it's family or, or just a few choice people, they even allow into their life. How many know that that's not a good shift and change? That is not a good shift and change that's happened. Because as Christians, we should be living exact, exactly opposite of that. We should be living in a way that we are life givers. But so many people, because of the culture change, it's just like church is an in and out. I got to get it. Man, if the pastor goes over five minutes, I'm going to be mad. I got to get out of here. It's in and out. There's no fellowship. There's no, there, There's no like, uh, man, I, I knew when I went to church when I was a kid that it was going to be at least an hour and a half after service before I, service was over. Because mom and dad and all the kids were playing, and moms and dads were talking in there, and and still had to be back three and a half later for uh, three and a half hour later for Sunday night. You, you, how many know what I'm saying? How many remember that? How many remember those times and remember that? Well, listen, the culture has came into the church, and in fact, I almost fell. Um, almost, I, was like, I was like, my feet were a little too far forward on that. I almost fell. But, uh, but anyway, and, and it's affected the church in a negative way because the church, we need to be life givers. We need to look for opportunities to spur each other on towards the work of the Lord, to come and to bring life to somebody. If you see somebody's down, then it is our job to spur them on. Listen, we can relate. We can relate to each other. Some of us have walked through things and made it through, and the Lord has got you through that somebody else is going to walk through that you need to be a life giver to them. Don't keep what the Lord did for you. Don't keep it silent. But listen, we as Christians should work together. And I was trying to think, you know, of an example today, and I thought of a good one that that was, it was good, of how sometimes we just need each other because sometimes we go through the same things. How many know that? We go through the same things. And I thought about one of my biggest struggles that I have in life, and I thought about you today because I know that, I think that you have the same issue, is I have the hardest time finding shirts that will fit my muscles. <laughs> and... And I look at this brother, and I know right here in this church, I have a brother that has the same battles, that has the same, you know, the exact same. You know, we understand each other. We understand each other. That's difficult. That's hard for me to be able to find a shirt that will fit these babies, and, and so, so we can be an encouragement to each other. Maybe we can go shopping sometime together, and, and we can be an encouragement for each other because we can relate. But honestly, you know what, there's other people in here that you've been through some really hard things in life. You've been through family issues, you've been through divorce, you've been through the death of a loved one, the death of a child. You the list goes on and on and on. And you can be a life giver to somebody else who's going through the same thing. We are meant to be life givers. Don't stay to yourself. Be the life giver that God has called you to be. Be the life giver that we, listen, we ourselves have experienced the life and the, the word of God. And if you want to, if you just want to just round it up really fast, is Jesus Christ came and gave us life. Now give somebody else life. That's it. Go and tell somebody else. Go and encourage, listen, I gave you life. Now you do that for the world. That's what the word of God teaches us. We should, as Christians, work together, work for the Lord together. But when we are alone and isolated, we can become vulnerable and sometimes ineffective in our walk with God. How many? It's not, it's not good to be alone. That is not a good place. And that is a place that the enemy likes you to be. That is a place the enemy wants you to be. He wants you to be alone and isolated. Listen, if we're going to be life givers, we need people around us that will challenge us to live for Jesus. That's what the scripture says, to spur each other on. I want people in my life to spur me on to live more for Jesus than I ever had before in my life. I don't care if I've been serving the Lord for 30-something years. I want people in my life that are going to spur me on to live for Jesus even more, even more. Listen, many times, though, Christians don't have anybody in their life. Well, maybe the pastor as they come up and preach. But they have nobody in their life, and they have not set up people in their life around them to encourage them and challenge them. To live for Jesus in all circumstances, no matter what's going on. And many times it's not been it's it's not happening. Ecclesiastes chapter 4, verse 12 says this: though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not easily broken. How many know that the word of God is true? That there is a life, that there is a life in the word of God, and the word of God actually talks a lot through the Old Testament and the New Testament Testament about doing life together, about doing life together, together. Walk with the Lord together, 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 together. Give each other life. We are meant to be life givers to the world and to each other. God has called us. That's our calling. That's who we are. We need to be that. We need to look for opportunities. And I encourage you guys to do that, to start looking. And I, I want to I tell you, a lot of times, if you're discouraged, some of the best defense against discouragement is encouraging somebody else. Just telling you. That's some of the, the, the best thing you could do is begin encouraging other people. And then how many know that the Lord will bless you? Come on. It's, it's a principle. You look. It's a principle in the word of God. You know, you give, you give, and, and he dares us to try to outgive him. It's the same. It's a principle in the word of God that, listen, what we give out, the Lord's going to bring back to us. What we give out, the Lord's going to bring back to us. That's the bottom line. That's the truth. That's the truth. We are called to be the life givers in this community, in this church. So think about that today, even when you're leaving. And I'm sure some people have plans, and I'm sure there's stuff going on today. But what if you just start today with this one opportunity? You might even know somebody that they've been going through a hard time. Just make a point today before you leave to encourage them. Even though I just told you to do it, they might know that that you're doing it because I just told you it's okay. Make a point today before you leave to encourage somebody. Come on, make a point, put it into action. Today, as we close, the worship team, you can come up. Today, as we close, just wanna give opportunity. Give opportunity and and I I know it may sound it may sound crazy or may whatever, but last night last night when uh that happened to my truck and uh maybe if it was paid off, I maybe might not have been so mad, but still got like forty-five years on it. But I know, you know what? The Lord sometimes teaches us things that even in the moments when we're not really listening. And, you know, I was upset. And I was pretty upset. And I was like, man, how could somebody do that? I was upset about it. I was just, just really bothered me. And as I was in the truck, promise you I promise you guys I'm telling you the truth and this is tough and the lord spoke to me and said when's the last time you've been that upset about somebody who doesn't know Jesus when have you been when's the last time you've been that passionate that about somebody who's broken and their souls broken and it needs to be repaired and it can only be repaired by me and I was like thanks Jesus I appreciate that because I needed that. Conviction is not a lot of fun, though. But I want it. I want it. Change me, Jesus. Teach me. And if you have to take me to the woodshed, then take me to the woodshed. It's all right with me. But today, as you bow your heads and close your eyes, we had talked about how the blood of Jesus is a life giver, that the blood of Jesus gives us full access and full assurance by faith to the heavenly father. The blood of Jesus gives us a way out of our sinful life. We don't have to live in sin any longer, but through the blood of Jesus and his his forgiveness, our lives can be changed. And today I want to ask if you're in this place, And you honestly know beyond a shadow of a doubt that you need that life change. That you need Jesus Christ in your life. You need him as your Lord and savior. You need that new life. Jesus is here to forgive us of all of our sins. And today you have an opportunity You don't have to wait till next week, tomorrow. You don't have to wait till I stop doing this, stop doing that. Let Jesus help you with that. But today you need that life change and you need Jesus Christ in your life. You need his forgiveness and you need that new life. If that's you, just raise your hand in this place. Anybody in here? Say that's me. I need that new life. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. If you could stand this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, you are worthy, Lord God. You are worthy, Jesus. You are worthy, Lord God. Holy, holy, holy are you, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Today, what I want to do is this. Is I want to pray over you guys. Because if we have to be honest, we're falling short when it comes to being the life givers that God called us to be. If we have to be honest, many of us Many of us are falling short of that calling that God has put upon each and every one of us. And so today, this is what we're going to do is this, I want to give opportunity for you to come to the altar if you want to come to these front rows or whatever, and they're just going to sing through here a little bit. And I want you to come and just... Begin giving it to Jesus because I'm believing in this time that God will even begin to show you opportunities and show you people. Because I believe that the Holy Spirit speaks to us and will tell us, hey, listen, you need to go to so-and-so and you need to talk to them because they need encouragement today. And I'm telling you that it happens. It wasn't long ago that I was in this in this uh, service, and the Holy Spirit just spoke to me and said, you need to go talk to this person, and I didn't know anything that was going on, and you just need to encourage them. And literally, as I was walking back there, the Holy Spirit had talked to another person, and both of us arrived at that person at the exact same time, and that was a testimony to them. They began to cry as the Lord showed them how much that he cared about them, that he just sent two people at the same time to give them a word of encouragement. Listen, I believe the Holy Spirit can speak and guide and lead you to people. So this is what I want to do. I want to open up this altar. So I'm just asking, just come. Just come. And then after, after a little while, I want to pray over you guys. But let's come and let's just begin to commit our lives to Jesus and commit to him that we will be life givers. God, this morning, God, I pray over, Lord God, your church this morning. And God, I pray, Father, in this place, Lord God, number one, Lord God, that we will have the full assurance that comes with your blood that was shed on the cross. The full assurance, Lord God, to come to you, Lord God, to accept your help, Lord God, to live for you, Lord Jesus. And God, I pray today, Lord God, that your church will once again Live up to what your word challenges us to be, Lord God, an encourager, Lord God, of the brothers and sisters that are in this place. Lord God, to spur each other on, Lord God, towards the work, Lord God, that you have for us as individuals and as a church, Lord. Lord God, I pray today, Lord God. That Father, that that same co- that, that culture, Lord God, of, of keeping to myself and just just doing it by myself, Lord God, I pray that will be broken over our church, Lord God. And that God, we will do this together, Lord God. Together, Lord God, we will serve you. We will serve you, Lord God. God, I pray, Father, let us let us be the life givers that you have called us to be, Lord. God, we love you. We worship you, Jesus. And we thank you, Lord God. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for all that you have done for us. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen. We love you guys this morning. God bless you.